Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. For anyone new to the podcast, hey, each week I will be coming out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. And cryptids don't have to be supernatural or, or mythical beings, although a lot are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals, like the platypus. Make sure to go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the post I make for each episode. I am so excited for this episode because it's a super special one. This week, we are talking about a cryptid that terrified three different teenagers in 1977. We are talking about the Dover Demon. Today's Weird Club inductees are the hosts of the amazing podcast, Oddities, Cassie and Anna. I have been listening to Oddities since it first started over a year ago now, and it is amazing. So make sure to go check them out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, today's cryptid doesn't have a ton of sightings, and yet it is widely believed in and famous in the crypto community. I would say it's like a C-lister, at least. But the sightings that were reported follow a strange pattern. Let's dive in. 10.32 p.m., April 21st, 1977. A group of teens, Bill Bartlett, Mike Mazuka, and Andy Brody, are on Farm Street near Dover, Massachusetts. Bartlett is driving when he spots something walking along a wall of stones on the left side of the road. He brushes it off as maybe just a cat or a raccoon or any other normal critter, until his headlights shine on it. That's when he realized... It was no critter. This thing slowly turns its head and stares at the car. It had two large, round, orange glowing eyes with a watermelon-shaped head and a very thin neck. Besides its large head, the creature is skinny with long arms and legs and large hands and feet. The color of the skin is a peach gray and looks to have a rough texture to it that Barlett described to look like wet sandpaper. It stood about three and a half to four feet tall. It was running its fingers along the wall as it walked by before the car light shined on it. The sighting was only a few seconds, but it just disappeared, and only Barlett saw it. He asked if either of his friends saw it, and... They didn't, so they made him turn around and go back to where he had seen it. When they got back, they were all too scared to get out and investigate. Barlett dropped off the other two and went to his house. When he got there, his dad asked what was wrong since Barlett looked visibly upset, and he told his father what had happened and even drew a sketch of what he saw. The sketch is in the post I made for the episode, and it shows exactly what he described. A small humanoid creature with a large head on a small body, with large eyes and fingers and toes. The Dover Demon is described as looking sort of like the gray variety of alien, except that it has the skin of a rosy orange instead of a sickly gray. Apparently, it can be bipedal, but it often travels on all fours or switches back and forth between the two. The reports seem to allude to it not wearing any clothing, but I guess it could be that the clothing fits tightly and is the same color as the, its body, maybe? 
Now, your first thought might be aliens, but I just want to point out again that unlike other alien sightings, the Dover Demon doesn't seem to be associated with UFOs. Maybe people didn't come forward with the sightings, or, or maybe no one saw the UFO. Either way, Dover Demon is believed to be separate from aliens. Barlett wasn't the only person to see this thing. Just a day later, around midnight, a 15-year-old had a sighting of his own. John Baxter was leaving his girlfriend's house that was located on the south end of Miller Hill Road. Baxter started to walk up the street towards his house. After walking about a mile, he thought he saw something approaching him. Because of the smaller stature, he thought it was a friend of his who lived nearby. So. He called out his friend's name, but there was no response. Baxter kept walking, and so did whatever was in front of him. Finally, the creature stops walking, and so Baxter stops as well. Baxter yells, who is that? But there's no response. Wanting to get a better look, Baxter, Baxter takes a step closer, but then it just runs off into a shallow ditch in the forest. When it ran, Baxter remembered hearing its footsteps on the dry leaves that were on the ground. He followed the creature down closer to the ditch. That is when he got a better look. It was about 30 feet away from him. He described its feet were almost molded around the top of a rock, several feet from a tree, but its body was monkey-like but it had a big head, almost like a figure eight. Baxter felt the eyes staring at him, and that's when he started to feel really uneasy. He then backs up slowly and starts walking really fast down the road. When he got to the intersection of Farm Street, a neighbor picked him up and drove him the rest of the way. Baxter also made a sketch of what he saw, and it's on the Instagram post, but it shows again exactly what he described and it also shows exactly what Barlett sketched as well. There was one more reported sighting the very next night. A 15-year-old girl named Abby Barbham said she saw the creature around midnight on Springdale Avenue. She said it was standing by a tree, which is super similar to the Baxter sighting. She described it as almost a monkey, but with a big head and huge eyes that were orange. She said it was too dark to see what color it was, but said it almost seemed like a pinkish gray. Now, when you look on a map, all of these sightings form a straight line. However, the line is mixed up because the first sighting is in the center, and then the second is further south, and then the last one is more north. Either way, it clearly was in the same area for at least two nights. Another interesting fact is that all sightings were spotted by or near water whether that be a river or just a little creek. I'm not sure what that means, and couldn't find anything further, but it seems like maybe just a coincidence. Barlett is still very open about his sighting. He says to this day he has no idea what he saw, but he knows he saw something. He even said, In a lot of ways, it's kind of embarrassing to me. I definitely saw something. It was definitely weird. I didn't make it up. Sometimes I wish I had. Once news got out about these reports, a man came forward with a strange sighting he remembered from five years earlier. 1972. 
Mark Senat was driving with some friends at Channing Pond on Springdale Avenue. As they were driving, he spotted something in the woods. Something with glowing eyes was illuminated by his car's headlights. He said, We saw a small figure deep in the woods moving at the edge of the pond. We could see it moving in the headlights. They had no idea what the creature was, but they both felt like it was something not known to this world. Now, I haven't introduced you to the world's most renowned cryptozoologist, Lorraine Coleman. He is like a god in the cryptids world. He has written at least nine books covering cryptids, mainly Bigfoot, and he is probably the most respected cryptozoologist in the world. He will come up in many more cryptid cases, but consider this your introduction to this great man. Anyways, Coleman spoke to the teens within a week of the sightings, and he said, We have a credible case over 25 hours by individuals who saw something. So, as you can see, although there were only three sightings, people really believed in this creature and wanted to know what it was. Coleman thinks the Dover demon doesn't match any other cryptid sightings. He believed this was a new kind of cryptid. Another thing Coleman noted was that the area in Dover already had a history of unexplained activity. He said, in the same area, you had three major legends going on, a sighting of the devil on horseback in the 1600s, stories of buried treasure, and then the Dover demon. I think it certainly says something. It's almost as if there are certain areas that collect sightings almost in a magnetic way. The problem is that these were basically the only sightings of the Dover demon. After those two nights, it's as if it left or just disappeared. And if more people had seen it, they weren't coming forward with their stories. But with this comes a credibility issue. You'd think more people over the years would have seen it roaming around the same road it had in 1977. But what if the Dover demon moved, went somewhere else, and maybe gained a different name when it got there. What if the Dover Demon is now the Beast of Purple Trail? There is a trail in Duran Eastman Park in Rochester, New York. It's called the Purple Trail, and the entrance is marked by a fallen tree near an arch. People that hike there report feeling uneasy when they enter this part of the forest. Some say it feels darker in that part of the woods, but... People have been reporting seeing something there. Something small. Apparently, this creature is very quiet. It apparently just watches. It doesn't try to run away or come any closer. People report it being very skinny with a large round head, and its eyes are big and sometimes black. And some reports even say they appear red. The picture people say it looks the most like is the Dover Demon. So, could this be the same thing that was spotted in Dover, Massachusetts? Now, there's one more sighting that is similarly linked to the Dover Demon, which includes a photo. So make sure to check it out on the Instagram post. May 10th, 2004. Park Forest in Santiago, Chile. A man named Germain Pereira was taking pictures of the Carabineros, which are police officers on horses in Chile. The photos were taken close to 5.40 p.m. In the photos, he captures a small figure walking across the path. 
Pereira was so shocked by what he captured that he shared it with the public in hopes for some sort of explanation, but no one could come up with one. He said, I would like to know the true nature of the image that appears in it, and if anyone has ever caught anything similar in a photo. The photo shows two officers on horseback, one on the far right and one on the far left, and behind the officer on the right, there's a small creature. It is very thin with a large circular-shaped head. Its legs are so thin they are barely noticeable, and the same thing applies to its arms. It's hard to say how tall it is, but it looks to be about three to four feet tall based on the surrounding objects. He took ten snapshots of the officers zoomed in, hence the blurriness of the photos. But nonetheless, he swears he saw something. People claim that this resembles what the Dover Demon was described and sketched as, while others think it's an alien. Others say it's just photoshopped, but either way, it has been linked to the Dover Demon and has continued on its tales. There is another cryptid that some believe the Dover Demon to be. In Cree folklore, there are two species of humans, one being the one we are, and the other being a race of tricksters. They are called the Managishi. They are described as semi-humanoid creatures with very thin, long arms and legs, and a big head minus a nose. According to Cree mythology, these people are said to live between rocks in the rapids. They have been known to crawl out of the rocks and capsize the canoes of people going through the rapids, causing them to be in grave danger. There are so many theories on what the Dover Demon really could be, and we'll discuss them in our Weird Club segment with Cassie and Anna. Like I said, they host a podcast called Oddities, and it is phenomenal, so make sure to listen. I've known them both for so many years. Anna was my favorite camp counselor when I was growing up, and Cassie is basically a member of my family. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the Weird Club segment of the show. Today is, again, super duper special because we have two icons, Cassie and Anna, on the podcast. Hi, guys. Icons. Hi. <laughs> wow. I've never icons. been introduced as an icon before. Wow. So I you guys like have evolved. You have evolved. You guys are icons now. Welcome. Um, you guys want to tell everybody about your podcast? That's phenomenal. Why, thank you. Anna, do you want to do it? Or shall I? Sure. Okay, take it away. Uh, we host a podcast called Oddities, The Strangest by the Curious. And we talk about everything that's weird and odd. And we dissect it and break it down every week. And occasionally we do a boozy episode, which is always fun. Yes. And uh, yeah. And then occasionally we will do a movie review to spice things up. But we will discuss anything odd. Yeah, anything ranging from uh ghosts and cryptids to true crime to uh like strange locations we kind of we're all over the map it's and we great. love a good demon we love a good oh, demon moment yes yeah i've been listening since the beginning so i can attest it's phenomenal it's so good so thank make you sure we go and thanks for having everyone. us oh my gosh thank you for being here so you guys have heard all about the dover demon um mm. Cassie, I know you love aliens, and Anna, I know you love demons, so this is, I feel like, perfect for you guys. This um, is the, the ultimate. 
So what what are your first right off the bat? What are your beliefs and thoughts and <laughs> yes, go, you're so ready. Well, you're when you first started describing it with the watermelon shaped head, and I hadn't seen the pictures yet, at first I was like, "Is this fucking Hey Arnold?" Oh my gosh, I wish. I know he had a football head, but like that's what I was picturing at first. I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" And then I saw the pictures, right? And so a few things come to mind. One. Uh, and I said it while you were telling us about is El Chupacabra, which we talked about on our show a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. even, but this guy, I don't think we can really qualify it as that because El Chupacabra like attacks livestock and it's right. like it's like a very distinct signature and everything like that. So then when I was looking at the pictures, I'm like, well, hands down, this has got to be a fucking alien. <laughs> if this is not an alien, I don't know what is. Look at this thing. Look at it. It looks like a tree frog meets an alien. But it's so small. That's the thing that blows. So then when I saw the the photograph from Chile, I was like, wow, that thing's really tiny. Is this a leprechaun? (laughs) Or like, or like it's always hanging around in fair, um, in forests or near like rivers you were saying and things Mm -hmm. like that. So I'm like, what if it's some, yeah. What if it's like a fairy or something? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying. Right. and and so on our podcast, usually a lot of times we try to debunk things or like explain it away with logic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I know you do too yeah. sometimes and everything, but this one, like, I, I don't know. I, I always come from the standpoint that like, I'm not really a believer, nor am I really a skeptic. I'm kind of just like hanging out somewhere in the middle ground. Yeah. Where <laughs> this is a big world full of weird things. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some stuff yeah. out there that's kind of like bizarre. And I, I don't know. This is one of them to me. I... Okay, the the part that really blew me away is that the son came home. First of all, that they didn't get out of the car. Those three yeah. kids, wh- where's your natural curiosity? Yeah. Get out of the car. Get out of the car and follow this <laughs> tiny ass thing. I saw something like that. It's obviously small. You could kick it if you were afraid. <laughs> this is, it's this obviously is... running. Like, just go see what's up. This is a puntable demon. Absolutely. <laughs> I also feel like demon seems like a strong word. It seems very chill. It runs away from people. It doesn't seem to bother people. Yeah, he does nothing or they do nothing to harm anyone. Go ahead and say that the demon thing came from the red orange eyes. I think that's probably where they started to throw down that term. Which is a terrible stereotype for demons. (laughs) Yeah, that's really rude. We don't like that. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, Yeah, and it's also super strange that there's no UFO sightings in the area or at least like nobody came forward with any um mm-hmm. so that's why people have been ruling it out not being an alien because there's no um ufos in the area or anything that they know of right that they know exactly of. that be, they know like, of. super stealthy and if this thing is hanging out in a ditch and it's like okay well what if that's like a weird landing site that's true or it's what fair. if the ufo is so small because that guy yeah, is just so look at this small thing mm-hmm. that they don't even see it if that thing ran under a horse, even the horse wouldn't notice it. Yeah, it'd be like, hmm, what, was, what was that breeze? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, it's breezy. It w- and it would just continue pooping and walking. It would never notice that thing. <laughs> Same. I have a question. <laughs> Answer. Are they, like, pretty much everybody that's seen this, are, they're all teenagers for the most part? Yeah, so the three that saw it were all teenagers. And that's where another, like, credibility... Mm-hmm 
comes into question. Um, I distrust the teenage so, population. I'm going to yeah. go ahead right away, even before the Hey Arnold thing. I thought to myself, okay, this was a group of teenagers in a car in 1977. Somebody was high. Mm-hmm. They had somebody in that car was high, if not all of them. I mean, right. let's be real. It was definitely the kid that saw it. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> Do you guys see this? And they're like, no, somebody's like, having no? a bad trip. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta go home. <laughs> what surprised me is that then he went home and his father believed him. I if know. I went home with a story like that at that age, my parents would be like, what? <laughs> my dad would have been like, it was an animal. My mom would have been like, so tell me more about what you saw. <laughs> my mom would have sent me to bed. She would not have gotten out a sketchbook. Oh, she would have been like, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this thing is um, the feet and the hands. Like They look like, I love like the feet. frog... This looks like a reptile. Per- is this a lizard person, but like really small? Could be. That hasn't There's found the- its human host. And like the, the whole the whole red-orange eye thing, too, kind of reminds me of like seeing animals at night. They have like a special coating in the back of their eyes that give them that like reflective right. look at night. And I can't help but wonder, well, maybe they did see an animal, just like a really fucked up, I don't know, something. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of theories. People have come out saying what kind of animals they think they saw so like it ranges from a red fox with mange which doesn't make any sense because they wouldn't be hairless nor would they have a watermelon shaped head or bipedal or feet like that yeah what's up with that yeah um so that one didn't make any sense the others are like a baby calf um and then there's some that are like a a moose calf and then there's one that's um a monkey if a gibbon which is like sometimes has red fur um but but in massachusetts yeah massachusetts you know? and then also gibbon's head is small it just so there was no animal that looks like this that they could describe you know like that they could they could put together um and explain it away and seemingly it moves quickly and can move quickly and a right. calf they would be uneasy on their on their and legs. also what right. calf is walking on two legs Right, no calf walking exactly. on two legs, and then also what calf is away from its mother. Right. It, yeah. It, it just yeah. makes sense. Um, and it isn't getting startled by the other animals. The horses aren't noticing it. Right. Yeah, right. And then also, is it just a coincidence that it happened, you know, like in Chile, and then it's there's one in Rochester. It just, like the calf theory, honestly, any right. animal theory for me is, it just doesn't. Out. It's, it's, it's kind it of shot unless it's it. like a like a mass hysteria kind of bs thing but the right. also like it's not mass enough it's only four sightings right like it, that's not big enough for me i, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you yeah. know and that's that's the strange thing is that people in the town were like well if this really was something like wouldn't wouldn't we have seen it by now like wouldn't we all have our own sightings of this thing um yeah and it never came back no there See, was just those three sightings or four technically and the fact that it was in several different locations like rochester massachusetts i mean that's like a doable thing but then all of a sudden chile i'm like wait i'm just saying i think it's an alien a tiny ass alien and i know that you said no ufo sightings but like anna said if it's this small like right it doesn't need a big ufo no it doesn't and who's to say that it can't just like kind of like blink and like show up places you know it doesn't maybe it doesn't need a craft right aircraft yeah the first thing I thought of when I zoomed in to the picture of it walking in the street is it looks like General Akbar from Star Wars in a trap. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it like, as, as I zoomed in, I was like, oh, it's an alien. It looks just like that fish in the sky. It's Star Wars. 
Was he tiny too? I haven't seen Star no, Wars. No, he was huge. Oh, okay. Oh, I always forget. Oh, I know. God. I hate myself. Don't do go. Oh, oh my goodness. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> the strange thing, though, that is like, so there's a show called Monsters in America. Have you ever seen it? Um, or Monsters and Mysteries in America. It's on Destination America. No, I'm going to need to check that out. Phenomenal. Um, and they do like, they do they do like whole scenes um and this was on there and they did the the first sighting so they had it reenacted and it was like super dramatic and oh yes i dover demon um and the way they described it in the show was that which i i think was a fabrication maybe was that um all the teenagers like came to school and like hadn't told anyone and then they were all like standing there and they're like so like I saw something last night and they were like, me too. I don't think that's how it played out, but I, I really wish it did. <laughs> it makes it sound like, it makes it sound like, like, it sounds like 13 reasons why. <laughs> it sounds like, like some, it, the demon did something to yeah. them. Like they, exactly. They They're like, um, yeah, but it, it's just like, it's so weird. I don't know because I want, I, my listeners are probably so annoyed. I want to believe, but um, <laughs> it's just I like, I want to believe. It's like how, how like three sightings or like four, and that's it. They they only draw it with four fingers. I just noticed, and toes. Consistently. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, I don't know. This, Do this I? First picture is so cool. Yeah, this yeah, is a nice one. That's Rick okay. Spears. Um, he does a lot of the sketches for like cryptozoology books and stuff. Um, Love that. He's super cool. He made his a little on the chunkier side compared to. Yeah, this is like a filled out. Yeah, like like yeah. well nourished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't <laughs> yeah. skip a meal. No, he's filling. But he didn't skip leg day either. You know, no, he looks. He, went... he looks. You know, he's a well-rounded yeah. right. individual. Oh, yeah. Wow. Whereas, like, Bill Bartlett's sketch, the head is almost an atrocity. <laughs> that is a squash. A literal squash. Like a prize, like a county fair winning squash. And for some reason, I, I imagine the football going the... Um, the football, yes. Because we were talking about The hair, watermelon. Like, <laughs> I imagine the watermelon going the other way. Yeah, I also think the like figure eight... The right. figure eight is a better description, I think. Yeah. Right, because there's there's a clear like there's a dip. Dip. There's some cheek like some cheekbones defined. Yeah, he was doing contour. some contour work. <laughs> Love a good sharp contour, man. So I gosh, I don't know. And Again, it's, it's I want only to seen at night, right? Yeah. Well, except for the chili one was seen at like five p.m. All right, like twilight hours. Right, but also nobody said they saw it like here's the thing the a credibility check is that the the person that took the pictures nor did anybody else claim to see it with their own eyes aliens man it probably had like a cloaking shit going on wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> nobody claimed to see it with their own eyes it just showed up on film it was just there in the picture what if this is well, a tiny what, va what oh wait vampires the, can't the be kids. photographed the the horses like walking around no, no, no! Like the kid who saw it originally. Oh yeah, no, he in the car. He oh right. I mean, I meant the chili photo though. Oh oh oh. Just just in that one, he didn't. Oh. He nor did anybody else in the park since it happened during the daytime. Claim to see it with their own eyes. Chile is not consistent with Rochester and Massachusetts in terms right. of like the actual events. So I feel like Chile could very well be a Photoshop. 
it could be especially because it's so many years later too Mm, yeah and they're like nobody saw it but meanwhile these three kids in the car in 1977 were like you know i don't want to get out i'm too high man i don't know i just feel like i I can't believe they didn't get out i'm so disappointed in those kids i don't yeah man i would have been sprinting after that thing they were probably like sweating profusely (laughs) (laughs) i mean they definitely were they were hotboxing that car that they were a hundred percent hotboxing you guys see those glowing eyes? That's what more, like, most people think that it was, like, you know, they're teenagers. They were probably drunk or they were high and they either made up the story because it was funny or they saw, like, an owl or something, which wouldn't be that far. You know, like, if they saw a barn owl, those heads are weird and mm-hmm. I don't know. Ah, uh, the barn owl. And, and the, the, yeah, that's, that's a notorious figure on our podcast. That one was the for the banshee, yeah. <laughs> Oh and yeah, they're quite, they're quite compact. Right. And so it could honestly, their their toe, like, because they have talons and stuff, like, wouldn't it look like right. it was molded to their a rock? feet would look funky and molded to rocks? But then it was running, right? I mean, yeah, they're, they're nimble little shits. And I'm just gonna go ahead and like, you know, with the the Cree folklore, mm-hmm. like, I mean, why couldn't? I don't know. Like, why couldn't that one for sure looks like an alien? I don't know what they were dealing with. I don't know if it was the same thing, but that shit 100% looks like an alien. Or, or, and this has come up on ours like several times, like we feel like a lot of times they're like monster figures are mm-hmm. kind of code for people who are coming in and like taking their land or, right. you know, causing huge yeah. issues for them, mistreating them and things like that. So it's also like, well, this could also be just like an exaggerated almost caricature of whoever, you know, may have been causing issues for them. Right. I, I mean, like, if, like, their creatures were living in rocks, killing people in the rapids, so it could have just bo- been a way of explaining to, like, you know, yeah, and stuff that, like, the rapids are dangerous, so don't go there. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing with a lot of these folklore, like, or even if you look at fairy tales, at the, at the bottom line, it's always some kind of a lesson for kids. Right. right. And, and this one is, the, I mean, the, yeah, it fits right into that of don't go to the rapids because we ain't going to survive that, which is true. But no, this it, little shithead's going <laughs> to flip, flip your boat or whatever and make you drown. It is, which it kind is of t- sounds like a, a story you would tell a kid. Right. I mean, not that I'm not saying that you should be telling your kids these kind of stories, but I, feel <laughs> I like am. It's a good warning story. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, no, don't go in the rapids. They're like, why? You're like, because a little shit's going to flip your boat and you're going to die. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Plain and simple. Next. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just feel like if that makes sense to me, but this, I, I agree with the the Chile thing. I feel like it's too, it's too like an afterthought mm-hmm. to not be photoshopped. Yeah. And the, the kids, I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I want to say because you know, and I've brought it up so many times. You know how I feel about aliens. I want to say that this is that. But the fact that really, I think, honestly, the most credible source we have is three teenagers in a car late at night, 1977. In the 70s. In the, in the 70s, particularly. Like, I just feel as though this is not something... I'm going to go ahead and rule out Chile because I just... Right. I think that's photoshopped. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, this is just either a bad trip or they were goofing around or i don't know what it is i don't really know how to explain rochester other than maybe somehow word got to them and they were like hey yeah or you know it, and especially for them like 
their figure doesn't do anything, just stands there and watches. Yeah. That could be any, I don't know, like a misidentification of any animal. Or yeah, and it was late it at night. Yeah, yeah, it could be some fucking weirdo hanging out. Weirdo. In the woods. Yeah. He's got like binoculars and that's what they're seeing. They're like, what the? Like, what the um, hell are sorry. those? Oh, night vision goggles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a guy in the bush. He's like, you a fucking weirdo. We don't know. It's so, it's so like, I don't know why, I don't know how Lauren Coleman, who basically has written like nine books about Bigfoot, you know, everybody loves him in the crypto community, and Love yet he, he, and he comes down and he's like, guys, this is a Dover Deep, like this is it. Did you hear those three teenagers tell me about their stories? I did, and I believe them. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like he would know better, you know? I would hope. I- I don't know. How do you write nine books about that's a true. mythical creature that very few people have seen? That's, that's so true. many books. That is a. How long were these books? Were they like they're like thick nine books. pages? Have, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a children's book. <laughs> this is Bigfoot. Baby's first Bigfoot. What was that? Oh, I guess construction's happening. Sick. <laughs> aliens. Aliens. Honestly, they're here. It could be aliens. Oh the my Dover gosh. Demons here. Tell me to get me. I knew it. Ugh. You, you can well, take them. You we just what? told you, just kick it. That thing's small. That thing's so small. You can, can take that thing back into space. Yeah, just send that baby right back where it came from. Well, I need to take pictures first, though. I want to be like the fifth sighting. I'm like, just get like a selfie with it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is like. Uh... <laughs> yeah so if i were to say like though i think for this one i'm going to chalk it up under the category of don't believe mm-hmm. too high yeah too yeah those kids were high as a kite yeah <laughs> although i do desperately want to believe but then i was i was just listening to neil degrasse tyson talk about if there are aliens why do we only have blurry photographs of them and why do they only come out in the 70s he's like why is this possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's such an interesting argument and same thing with this you know like why do we have four pictures one of them super blurry and there's like horses and shit and the you know like these three kids are the only people that have seen it and then some other kid that probably just had a creeper in her bush and should call the police right yeah that kid should probably be concerned yeah. <laughs> i'd be more worried if it for was other reasons yeah <laughs> Yeah. And also, also with the with um, I'm blanking on his name, but the middle one, um, oh John Baxter, I like when you when you read his account, he was walking from his girlfriend's house, and had said he had already walked a mile when he yeah. Saw so like, how far was he walking yeah. to get to his this is, home? Yeah, this is a hell of a trip. Look, like, uh, and if it's if it's twelve thirty and you're coming home from your girlfriend's house, come on, pal. Yeah, like yeah. something you're tired you've been drinking something else is going on mm-hmm. and also like i walk around like at like nine o'clock and it's barely dark and i feel like i'm seeing bigfoot and demons and and ghosts Dixon. and everything oh yeah your mind can play so many tricks on you yeah because it's trying to identify things that you yeah. don't know what they are Mm-hmm. And it's the 70s, so like, I mean, I don't know when like street lamps became like super duper popular and stuff because I know like they had them. Like, this sounds so dumb now that I'm saying it in my head. No, no sense. But like, on a suburban road, like you know, in 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 our part of the woods of yeah. New Jersey, 
it's like I remember going home from college and being like, why is it so dark on these roads? Like, we didn't I have, have any in my time. neighborhood. There right. were none. Yeah. My my parents live on a major road. We got a streetlight when I was like 15. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it was just one. Right. So I don't know. Like maybe. So then the other thing is like, how could he? How could he see what you know? Like, because right. the other the other ones were either in a car or, um. So it made a little more sense on, you know, it flashed. Yeah, with headlights, headlights or something. Yeah. Um, but just seeing it with his eyes, I don't know. I mean, I also have poor eyesight, so I can't really talk. Um, like I feel like I would like I, I could see anything and be what like, is oh that? My God. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to me. I've been like walking. I'm like, oh my god, what is that? What is that? And it's like a tree. I'm like, oh cool. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> it's spooky. <laughs> Like, that's a weird tree. I feel like the rule of thumb is if it doesn't move, I'm not threatened by it. Right. (laughs) I'm like a T-Rex at night. Like, just don't move and I won't be threatened. Like, we're good. We're good, dude. We're so good. (laughs) Thank you guys for being on the podcast. That was literally, this is like a dream come true. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is a dream come true. We can't wait to have you on ours. I can't wait. Yeah, get everything. ready, everybody. It'll yeah. be really fun. It's going to be lit. Maybe that should be a boozy episode. <gasps> wow, that was like Christmas morning for the two of you. Your face is lit so the hell Christmas. up. Oh, man. Oh, Cass. I'm smart. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, well, we say? know that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope you guys will come back and there will be more cryptids to dissect and oh, pull hell yeah. brains apart because... They were all high. Yeah, just blame it on the teens. For sure. For sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks well, again. Thank Thanks you guys. again, Josh. So what do you think? Is the Dover Demon really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It's a great way for other people to find the podcast. One week from today, we will be covering a cryptid with the head of a wolf and the body of an orca that swims in a lake in southwest Alaska. That's right, the Iliamna Lake Monster. See you next week. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Zykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.